Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Why would anybody have kids anyway? That's the question a theology professor used to start one of his classes with undergrads. And it's a simple question, I guess. He just wanted to know from these students why they thought Christians would do a crazy thing like have kids. One brave student raised his hand. Maybe so you don't get lonely when you get old? The professor laughed and said, maybe you should get a dog. (laughs) Another student raised his hand and said, to make the world a better place. The professor laughed and said, that's a lot of pressure to put on an unboard child. Yikes. They offered a few questions back to the professor, and ultimately, one girl raised her hand from the back of class and said, I don't really want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) They couldn't find a good reason for Christians to have kids. The existence of St. Paul's Lutheran School means that all of you have kids. Maybe like my wife and me, you have a child at the school or a couple at the ECC. But whether you're like us or your kids have grown up and moved away or you're a celibate Christian with no kids of your own, you have kids. As members of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, God has given you kids. And so... On this second Inspire Sunday, where we're talking about raising $15 million to, among other things, expand the size of the school so that all of you can have more kids. I think it's a fair question to ask. Why expand the school? Or maybe to put it another way. Why in the world are all of you deciding to have more kids? One potential reason to expand the school might be because it's a good financial decision. After all, the school is expanding in numbers. There are already 40 kindergartners who are registered for next year. There are new opportunities and new classes being added all of the time. So it's time to strike while the iron is hot. And if you get in now, well, then that investment will pay off. But of course, if you ask anybody who knows the price of diapers or the price of a gallon of milk, they will tell you that children are not an investment. I love my three children very dearly, but they are three adorable little money pits. One source that I checked said that the average cost to raise a child to age 18 is right around $300,000. And I was stunned because that seems really low. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I love my kids. And don't hear me as saying that this capital campaign is unwise or reckless because it isn't. But the point is that a financial windfall is no reason for a Lutheran church to expand its school. Maybe another reason to expand St. Paul's Lutheran school is 
because you look out at the world. You look out at the world and you see kids being shot where they're supposed to learn. Or you hear stories. You hear stories from people about all those crazy and evil things that are being put inside kids' head. And so, angry at the world or afraid of the world, we think that maybe, just maybe, if we build a safe space here, we can protect our kids from everything out there. Lots of people make decisions because they're angry or afraid. I read an article recently about Megan. Megan grew up in an angry, angry church. Her church looked outside at the world and they saw a world that hated God. A world that didn't follow his laws, didn't even think to worship him at all. And so she grew up angry. And then she left. She left because anger and fear are no foundation for faith. Because she read the Bible. And she saw that the God of the scriptures does not want a people who are angry or afraid. And so if we want to expand St. Paul's Lutheran School because we're angry at the world or afraid of it, that we might not as well waste our time or our money. So my wife and I are from Nebraska. We are corn huskers. We've discovered that one of the great things about having kids is getting to share the stories that make us who we are. And one of those stories, for better or for worse, is that we cheer for Nebraska. Go Big Red. We've also discovered that one of the great things about having kids is when your kids take your stories and make them their own. This is a poster that my oldest made for her first grade class with Mrs. Burford. Down here at the bottom, it says, write three super cool facts about yourself. In the middle box, it says, I was born in Omaha. Go Big Red. <laughs> She's making the Nebraska story her own. You may have had this experience when you shared with your kids or your grandkids the Cardinals or the Blues or maybe your favorite book like the Chronicles of Narnia or Harry Potter or your favorite movie or your favorite band. We tell our kids our stories in the hope that they will make those stories their own. That's actually what that professor from earlier says about why Christians have kids. We have kids as Christians, he says, so that we can tell them our story and we hope we hope that God will work in them so they make the story their own. We all together have the call to share our story of the wonders God has done. 
hearts in the hope that our kids will make the story their own. Last week, we heard Pastor Thomas preach about the wonders that God has done. From Psalm 78, we see that the psalmist goes through to tell the stories of Israel. God bringing his people through the Red Sea out of Egypt, feeding them with manna and quail in the wilderness, taking care of them, putting them in the promised land. And that's why the psalmist tells the people he's writing to, tell the next generation the wonders God has done. Because they are so wonderful. But it's not only that. Tell the next generation the wonders God has done so that they will hope in the Lord. So that they will expect God to do more wonders for them. Your story is filled with wonderful things God has done. And it's a story hope because you expect God to do more because you have heard you've heard the wonders that God has done you've heard wonders like bringing his people through the Red Sea and feeding them with manna and quail in the wilderness but you've also heard of the wonders that God has done in Christ and so your story, the story you have to tell the next generation, is full of Jesus doing wonders like healing people, like calming the sea, like raising people from the dead. And your story is full of the most wondrous things of all, the things that Jesus has done, the wonders that Jesus has done to win children, to win all of you for his heavenly father, and to give you a story of hope. And it looked like, it looked like on the cross, in the most hopeless of places, that Jesus was done doing wonders. But Jesus conquered death and he rose again from the grave and he ascended into heaven and now even now he's living and reigning over all creation and he is doing wonders and he has promised he has promised that one day he'll return and he'll do one last wonderful thing he'll raise you your body from the dead and bring you to everlasting life. Expect him to do more wonders. Hope in him. It's that story that the church has been telling to the next generation since the beginning. Jesus commanded his disciples to go to the ends of the earth and tell this story of the death and the resurrection of Jesus and the promise of his coming again. And it's that story that I now proclaim to you. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. He lives and reigns over all creation and he will come again to raise even your body to everlasting life. Expect him to do more wonders. 
and have more kids. I don't mean biologically, but you know, if you want to, go for it. But have more kids here at St. Paul's. Build bigger buildings. Expect God to do wonders. Like, fill them up and work through all of you to shape and form the next generation to make his story their own. Have more kids. And I can attest that this place, St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, is a place where kids hear the story of hope. My kids have been attending St. Paul's, either the ECC or the school here, for a little over three and a half years now. And they come home filled with hope, telling the stories, the wonders that God has done, singing the songs, praying the prayers. My oldest has learned how to read here so she can read for herself God's written word. And maybe the most amazing thing of all is that they are surrounded by people who love them, who are filled with hope. Not people who are angry or afraid, but people who look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And that kind of hope rubs off on kids. A couple of years ago, I was taking my kids home from school, and I heard a big sigh from the back of the van. It was a very big and serious sigh for a four-year-old. I said, Arlie, what's wrong? She said, It's taking a long time for Jesus to come back. I said, yeah, Arlie, it is. She was sad that day for some very serious four-year-old kinds of things. But her story, the story that she has is a story of hope. Looking forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. And that is a story that kids don't have naturally. It's a story that kids only have if they're surrounded by people like you. People like you who are committed to telling the next generation the wonders that God has done. The death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you point them forward to Jesus coming again. So have more kids. So that my kids... Any kids, hopefully every kid, would place their hope in God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.